Good morning. Welcome to the Flame of Fire podcast. I am your host, Pastor David Bobbitt, pastor of the Liberty Baptist Church in Union, New Jersey. Thank you for joining us this morning on the broadcast as we have been uh, going through the book of Ephesians. And uh, I have just thoroughly enjoyed the study time. I've enjoyed uh, being able to share with you some of the the nuggets from this powerful book, and uh, just Ephesians is one of the most powerful books on Christian, the Christian life and Christian living, and so much good doctrine and good instruction in this book. And yesterday, uh, we finished out chapter 2, and if you remember in chapter 2, we saw uh, the miracle of salvation, we saw the method of salvation, and we saw the molding of salvation. And um, then in chapter 1, of course, we uh, looked at many great things in chapter 1, but chapter 1 and really the book of Ephesians could have been summed up with verse 12 of chapter 1 where it says uh, that we should be to the praise of his glory. And that's what our Christian life is about, to bring praise and honor and glory to our heavenly Father. And so now, uh, as we come to chapter 3, chapter 3 is the last section or, or the last chapter in uh, section one. If you remember, we divided Ephesians into three parts. And the first section that we've been looking at is our position and grace, our position and grace. And so chapter three is the last chapter in section one on the position and grace, but it's really a transitional chapter uh, that transitions into chapter four, which starts talking about our service and grace, our service and grace. And so in chapter three, you find uh, two main themes. You find the church and the church as a mystery that was hidden in past ages. And then you find uh, prayer for inner fullness and prayer for knowledge in the ministry. And so as we look at chapter three, we find Paul discussing, though, um, the ministry he was given. And of course, Paul's ministry was that of taking the gospel to the Gentiles. That was his calling in, in his Christian life. And that was what uh, God set Paul apart for. And you find that recorded, of course, in the book of Acts and in Paul's testimonies throughout um, his epistles to the churches. And so uh, as we look at Paul's ministry, what a powerful ministry Paul had. Paul was a great church planner. I mean, uh, Paul planted churches all over the known world at that time, and he would just go from city to city planting churches and training and instructing those people uh, how to how to how to walk with God, uh, how to run a church. And those churches, you know, he would plant um, a, a church in kind of the main city, the main hub of the area. And then as you read the Bible, you find that those churches were then starting churches all around uh, their surrounding area. And that, that's what it, uh, that, that's how it's supposed to work. That's what we need to get back to, planting churches. But what a powerful church planner Paul was. He was a great missionary. He was a great Christian. He was a great mentor. You always see Paul mentoring and working with young men who um, wanted to serve God and do a work for God. And, you know, Paul, he was a great witness. He was a great soul winner, always caring about people's souls and taking time to witness. And so what a, a tremendous ministry that Paul had. And I believe there's a lot that we can learn uh, about Paul's ministry in, here in chapter 3 that will help us in the ministries that we've been given in life. And so I believe every Christian, every Christian has been given some kind of ministry, um, whether you realize it or not, no matter how long you've been saved, um, if God has saved you, um, he's given you a, a work that he has specifically for you, whether that's the ministry of a parent, whether that's the ministry of a husband or a wife, the ministry of, a, of being a good godly friend, 
you know, your your workplace, you say, preacher, I, I, God hasn't called me into ministry. Uh, I believe your workplace, your secular job, uh, if you're in the will of God and you know that's where God wants you working, then I believe that secular job that God has given you is your workplace. There's people there to reach. There's people there to witness to. There's people there to encourage and, and to be a help to. And so your your job, your workplace is, is your ministry. And, and you know, there's ministry in your church that you ought to be involved in too. And sometimes Christians get the idea that, um, the work of the church is only for the pastor, but uh, the pastor is the leader there. And then the work of the church is for everybody, for all the members working together. The church, uh, the Bible refers to the church as a body and uh, everybody has a part. Everybody has a place. Everybody ought to be involved. And so as we uh, continue through uh, or as we start looking at chapter three, um, I want us to look at Paul's ministry toolbox. And I believe here in chapter three of Ephesians, we find many tools that Paul used in the ministry that made him a success in his ministry that we too uh, can learn from and can use in the ministries that God has given us. And this morning, I want to start out with this uh, first tool in Paul's ministry toolbox, and that is uh, the tool of his position his position. Let's go ahead. We'll start Ephesians chapter three. Look at verse one. The Bible says, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you word, how that by revelation, he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles, the prophets of the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Notice, first of all, in this ministry toolbox, his position, his position. Um, you know, well, it was so important to Paul here in chapter three that the church here at Ephesus and that we, as we read this, it was important to Paul that we understood his position. In verse one, he says, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. And then in verse seven, he says this, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Paul said, I was made a minister. Paul was just a minister. You know, this word minister is often misused and misunderstood today. And as a pastor, I'm referred to as a minister sometimes. And that's fine. I don't mind that title. But I believe the word minister refers to more than just a pastor. The word minister simply means servant. Um, servant. Uh, a minister is a servant. And, and Paul understood his position, and that was of a servant. If you've ever heard the phrase a public minister, our government is to be a public minister or a public servant. The government is to be serving the people. And boy, is that backwards today. But anyway, that's a different lesson for a different day. We as God's people, as Christians, are to be ministers. We're to be servants. And, and Paul understood his position was that of a servant, a servant of God, a servant of the gospel, a servant of others, of those around him. And if we're not careful, we will um, come to a place where we will forget our position in ministry, and that is the position of simply a servant. Let me remind you the words of uh, Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 23, 
In verse 10, he says this, uh, Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. If you remember, Jesus taught his disciples this lesson while he was washing their feet. He told them that uh, if he, the Lord of all, came as a servant, then why should we think any higher of ourselves? And you know, sometimes and as we go through our life, as we go through our ministry, it's easy to get caught up in a title or a position and forget that the greatest is a servant. Um, as you study history and you study the great leaders of history, um, most of these great leaders had large followings because they'd learned to serve those they led. And, and they were great leaders because they were servant leaders. You know, we, we need to realize our position. We're servants of God. We're servants of the gospel. And we're to be servants of those around us. Um, as a minister, this word minister just means a servant. And um, let's, let's get busy serving God. We we are his servants. Don't 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 stray away from that title servant. It's that shouldn't be something that's looked down on. Um, let me remind you, Dad. Let me remind you, Mom. We're we're to minister to that family. We're to serve that family. Now this doesn't mean the kids run the home, but it means that we're serving them and providing what they need to walk with God and to be a success in life and to learn and to go out and do the same. Husbands, we had to learn to serve our wives. Wives, we had to learn to serve your husbands. Um, the pastor is to serve the people. And, and when you um, go to work this week and you're in your workplace, be a servant. F first of all, Paul understood his position. And, and the first tool in his ministry toolbox was his position. You say, what was that position? Was it great missionary, great pastor, great church planner? No, it was, he said, I'm a minister. I'm a minister. I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let's strive this week to be servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray you would bless this thought as we continue through chapter three and Lord, look at ministry. Lord, all of us have been given some ministry from you. And Father, I pray you'd help us to realize that the first tool in our ministry toolbox is that of being a servant. Help us, Lord, first of all, to serve you. Lord, to serve the gospel. Father, to serve those you put in our path today. Father, we love you. We need your help. Give us wisdom. Give us boldness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening.